Good morning, dear Sangha. Are you here? Today is uh, the 22nd of uh, April in the year of 2012, and we are in the full moon meditation hall, New Hamlet. We know that this uh, June we are going to have a 21-day retreat with uh, scientists. We, we know that the scientists are capable of uh, measuring things uh, very exactly. And this morning, doing walking meditation, I asked myself the question as whether they can measure the degree of freedom we have in ourselves. Because in our practice, uh, freedom is very important. Our happiness depends on our freedom. And our practice is to to get more and more freedom. Suppose I make a step, and that step uh, must have some freedom in it, in order for for walking to uh, to be a practice. Because there are those of us uh, who do not have freedom at all while making a step. Now, if we analyze and measure the degree of freedom in that step, we don't see much freedom. And uh, when we breathe, it is the same. We breathe in and breathe out. 
but it it may be that there is no freedom in our in breath and our out breath. We know that when we are free, we have a chance to get in touch with uh, the wonders of life that are available in the here and the now. If you are free, uh, you can get in touch with the beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, sunrise and get the nourishment from, from the beauty of the beautiful sun sunrise. But if your mind is full of anger and fear, anxiety, and then you cannot get in touch with the beautiful sunrise and other things. So our practice is uh, when we breathe in, we should breathe in such a way that we have more freedom. If we are caught by our regret and sorrow concerning the past, we are not free. We are not there for the beautiful sunrise. So the past becomes a prison. Our, our regret and our sorrow uh, are the kind of energies that uh, prevent us to be free. So breathing in in such a way that we, we can bring our mind back to the present moment and thus we, uh, we are free from the past. And uh, if we have uh, some uh, worries, anxieties, and fear concerning the future, we are not free. The future becomes a prison, even if it's not there yet. So we should breathe in in such a way that uh, that we get free from our anxiety, our fear, our uncertainty. Is it possible for scientists to measure the degree of freedom in our in-breath? We have to tell them, ask them to help us. The same is to when we make a step. We can make a step, we can walk as a machine. We can eat like a machine. We can uh, uh, cook or wash the dishes as a machine. We have no freedom. So our purpose is to wash the dishes in such a way that we enjoy freedom during the time we wash dishes. And washing dishes is uh, a practice. And if we know how to wash dishes, we, we get freedom. Because we know that freedom is the foundation of our true happiness. In the world, they speak of freedom, but uh, it is uh, political freedom that they want. But here, 
we talk of another kind of freedom. Freedom from our afflictions, from our worries, from our forgetfulness. Uh, with freedom, we can we can enjoy life in the present moment. We can get the nourishment and healing that we we need. With freedom, we can build a beautiful future. We can assure a beautiful future. With freedom, we can build a beautiful past. That those of us who have a beautiful past is a kind of heritage. And the past is uh, somehow a foundation for us to build the present or build the future. If we had uh, uh, happy years during our childhood, that is, uh, that is a kind of uh, base from which we can build uh, more happiness in the future. And if we did not have, we do not have a we did not have uh, beautiful years in childhood. And then uh, if you are free in the present moment, we can begin to build for us uh, a future. Because uh, the present is, um, is the ground for us to build a future. We usually talk about the present as... Uh, um, elements of the future, but uh, we, we very seldom speak of the present moment as um, a way to invest in order to, to build a, a future. In the Sutra on uh, my, mm, Mindfulness, the Sutra on uh, the better way to live alone, the Buddha said that the future, the, the past is already gone. And the future is not yet there. There is only the present moment for us to live our life. And basing on that uh, statement of the Buddha, there are people who, who claim that uh, the past does not exist and the future doesn't exist, only the present exists. There are schools of Buddhism that, uh, that teach that the past does not exist, the future doesn't exist, only the present exists, because they base uh, on that statement of the Buddha. The past is already gone, the future is not yet there, otherwise people always go home to the here and the now, living happily in the present moment. But uh, when the Buddha made that statement, he did not want to, to, say, to say that the future does not exist, the past does not exist, only the present exists. He only want us to know that uh, we should not uh, get uh, imprisoned by the past. 
we should not uh, be pulled away by the future. We should not be victims of uh, anger, fear, uh, anxiety, or regret, or sorrow. Uh, We should get our freedom in order to be able to live our present moment uh, deeply. So his um, his statement has uh, a very um, um, practical purpose that we should not allow our mind to be to to be carried away by our sorrow, our regret, our fear, our uncertainty, and therefore we should. Uh, Establish ourselves in the present moment. And then uh, there is that, uh, there was that uh, school of Buddhism called Savastivada, claiming that everything exists, including the past and the future. That school of Buddhism that lasted. Um, 1,000 years in Kashmir claimed that not only the present exists, but the past also exists and the future also exists. And they based on another statement of the Buddha in order to, to do so. The other statement is uh, difference form, whether it is subtle or gross, whether it is in the present, in the future, or in the past, form is impermanent. So basing on that statement of Buddha, they say that, uh, well, the past exists, the future exists, because the, the Buddha, while speaking of form, feelings, uh, perceptions, mental formations, consciousness mentioned that uh, uh, these uh, five uh, aggregate, five scandals, whether they are they belong to the present or they belong to the past or they belong to the future, they are all impermanent. So, basing on that statement, they they claim that uh, not only the present exists but uh, past and the future exist. So people uh, like, have a tendency to, uh, to make uh, metaphysical statements why the Buddha's teaching is, uh, has, uh, has a, a practical uh, uh, flavor. And that is why we should not uh, be caught by words you have to be intelligent enough and order not to be get caught by words even spoken by the Buddha. You should, uh, you should understand the intention of the Buddha when he makes a statement. In Plum Village, we have a clear uh, uh, notion about uh, past, present, and future. Although we quoted the Buddha saying the past is already gone, the future is not yet there, there is only the present moment for us to 
to live. But we don't make the statement that uh, the past doesn't exist, the future doesn't exist, because we know that everything into 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 is. The present, how can it it be there if there is no past and no future? It's like uh, the left and the right. If the left is not there, there is no way that the right uh, can be there. So. Uh, in English, we speak of uh, the three times uh, inter a. Tam thời tương tức. Tam thế tương tức. Being nature of the three time. The three time means uh, the past, the present, and the future. So now, so it is like uh, we say that if the present is there, the past and the future must be there also. If not, how could the present be possible? Usually we describe uh, time as a line going from left to the right, from the left to the right. And uh, if we take uh, one, one point called uh, present moment, and then the segment uh, ending with P will be the past, and beginning with P will be the future. And how, how large, how big is the present moment? It may be just one second or less one millisecond. But everything is contained in that millisecond. The whole cosmos is contained in that millisecond. And there are milliseconds uh, succeeding each other like that. In Plumlesh, uh, we propose to describe time not as uh, a straight line, but a circle. Like this. I suppose this is, uh, is uh, the present.
Suppose we use a kind of projector and project on a screen a number of slides, maybe 100 slides. We project one slide here on the screen. And after having projected the slide number one, go to the past. And then, then slide number, number two come and play the role of the present moment. And when the, we have seen the second slide, and then we click, and then the second, the second slide uh, go to the past, and the third uh, slide appear in the present moment. And then we come to the 100. This is the 99. And this uh, the 100. <coughs> and when the 99 is here, the slide number one is very close because uh, it goes like this. So after the, the slide number 100 has uh, manifested in the present moment, it will go to the future, to, to, to the past. And that one again is shown on the screen. In Vietnam, uh, on, the, on the night of uh, the, the autumn uh, moon, full moon festival, the children like very much to play with a kind of uh, lantern. And it is uh, exactly like this. They make uh, a lantern and they, they, they make a um, kind of uh, parasol, umbrella in front and they, and they light a candle down here. And uh, when you light the candle, the candle produces a kind of energy that makes uh, that uh, umbrella begin to turn. And the umbrella turning uh, and showing a procession, a procession that goes through uh, a door. And you can look, you see people, animals uh, passing by. and. After they have gone one uh, one round, they show again. That's called Dian Kéo Kun, Dian Kéo Kun, a procession uh, lantern. And we can do it here uh, this autumn. <laughs>
just one candle, and you provide enough energy for for the procession to to proceed, and uh, you don't need electricity, just just one candle. And sometimes they make uh, two processions at the same time because uh, if you have uh, a candle that is powerful enough, they can they can make uh, two processions going on on lower level and upper level. Now, if we apply it to our daily life, in the present moment, we perform something. We produce a thought. We say something. We produce a speech. Or we do something. We produce an act. As soon as we have produced a thought, in the present moment, that thought goes to the past. Our thought may be produced in a line of uh, right thinking. Because we are practitioners, we have learned how to produce uh, a thought in a line of right thinking. A thought that does not have discrimination and fear and anger and hate. A thought uh, that has a lot of understanding and compassion. And as practitioners, we should be able to produce uh, such a thought based on our insight of interbeing. Being based on our insight of uh, non-discrimination, and then we can produce such a thought of compassion, understanding. That thought produced by us in the present moment will have an effect right away on our body, on our mind. And that thought has the power to heal our body and our mind. If you produce a thought of uh, hate and despair, that thought will be destructive. It has a bad effect on your body and your mind. It has an effect, bad effect on, on the world. And that can be seen right away. You suffer when you produce it, and after you have produced that thought, you continue to suffer in your body and your mind. If a thought full of hate and despair. And if you continue to produce such thought, there will be a moment when you will have to go and kill yourself or kill someone else. And that is why thought is action. And therefore, a practitioner knows how to produce a thought of compassion, understanding, to nourish herself and to nourish the world. So the effect of the thought is immediate, immediate. And that does not mean that after having produced the thought, that thought uh, will stop, will, will be lost. It continues always. 
to have effect on us and on the world. And there are thoughts that can produce an effect thousands of years later. So a thought can have an effect right now and much later in the future. Like the Buddha, he has produced uh, thoughts of compassion, understanding, 2,600 years ago. And his thoughts continue to have effect until today. So, so what has produced in the present moment will never be lost. And therefore, the past is always there, serving the background for the present or for the future. So you have to be very careful of producing thoughts. And if we have enough freedom, we can produce many thoughts of compassion and understanding every day. And uh, we build a beautiful past. If you produce uh, many beautiful thoughts, they will go to the future, they, they go to the past, but they are not lost. And that thought that you have produced this morning bears your signature. You cannot say that, well, it's not my thought. It's you who have produced that thought. And you continue to build them. And you are building a beautiful past. And that past will become the future. The past will become the future. This is a plumbish uh, vision of time. And then, in this present moment, if you can bring yourself to say something nice, something compassionate, something forgiving, something encouraging, or you, you can bring yourself to write a letter of love, of compassion. And during the time you are writing or saying that, you know, the speech that you are practicing is in, is in a line of uh, right speech, loving speech. And it has a power to help you to be more joyful, uh, compassionate. And it will help the people who, who, hear, who hear you, or who read you, uh, to release their tension, their anger, and so on. So everything you say bears your signature and will have an effect right away in the present moment. And then it will not be lost. It will store in the past. And continue to work in your body and in the body of the world. So that is a kind of bank account that you have. Nothing is lost. And then back encounter is called store consciousness. Alaya. 
because Thor has the power to to maintain, to keep, and to process all these uh, documents. So nothing is lost. Any thought, any speech, or any action that you perform in the present moment will never be lost. It will be stored. And it will become your past. And you have a power to build a beautiful past. Because the past will be also a a heritage for you to to build a future. Between the past and the future, there is a connection. And when all these all the action taken in the present moment goes to store consciousness. They continue to to produce a chain action, chain action. Your way of behave, behave behavior to behave, your way of uh, acting and reacting depends on it. And the way the people around you and in the world act and react depends somehow on what you have said, on what you have uh, thought, on what you have done. So there is a continuation of your action in the future. The information that you store in your in your hard disk, they are not alive. They remain the same. But the kind of uh, action called karma, then you perform in the present moment. When you send it into stalkers, they continue to be alive. They, they continue to change. Because they are alive. They are not uh, the kind of data information that you store in your, in your hard drive. And this, uh, in Buddhism, we call... Uh, Concoction, concoction, yitok. Vipaka. Maturation. Tok means uh, maturing, cooking, ripening. And ye means uh, different. You produce a thought today, but that thought will continue to change and to affect the world, affect yourself. <laughs> 
in many ways that you can not imagine. It's like a cloud in the sky when it becomes the rain. The rain is so different from the cloud. It can become the tea. It can become uh, a flower. It can become um, uh, a poem. So, yi means uh, to become different while ripening. It's like when, uh, when the orange tree produces an orange blossom. And then the orange blossom will become a tiny green orange fruit. So, so the blossom compared to, uh, to the tiny orange is quite different, but they are the same. So the seed that you produce here and you send to your star consciousness, they change like that. And when the orange uh, becomes big, it's no longer green, it's no longer sour, it's red, it is sweet that is changing. Changing in the process of uh, maturation. So far we have not found any uh, wood, so many people use the word concoction. And many kind of seeds together, they combine. And uh, store consciousness is kind of melting, melting pot for the karma to be ripening. So this is the process of time. They become the past. They are not lost. They are concocting with each other. They are changing. They are maturing. And they are your continuation. They are your continuation. Your thought, your speech, and your action, they are your continuation. And one day, they will come back and become the present moment. And they go to the past, but this is the preparation for the future. Because this is, you call it the past, but in fact, in the process of maturation, uh, they become the future. What you sow today, you will harvest tomorrow. So when they become, they, they reach this point, they become the present moment again. And you are ripening what you have uh, produced, you have planted in the past.
So what do you think to be the past? It is your future. It is your future. Because nothing is lost. Any kind of energy that you produce in the present moment will go to the past. And they continue to act. To mature. They combine each other's, and one day they become your future. And your future is waiting in order to manifest in the present moment. And that is uh, the privileged uh, vision of uh, the three times past, present, and future. They are interlinked like that. The present contain the past and the future, and the past contain the present and the future. They are three, but they are one. And then there is uh, the notion of uh, collective karma. Collective karma. Because many, we may do things together. Suppose we uh, we sit and breathe together, and we produce the collective energy of mindfulness, concentration, and insight and compassion. It may happen that a child is now in our midst. The, the little boy or the little girl does not understand what it means by mindfulness, uh, concentration, insight, mindfulness of breathing. But the baby happened to be with us during our session of, uh, of uh, mindful breathing. And the baby, although it does not understand what is going on, but atmosphere of uh, peace, tranquility, mindfulness, and compassion is something very real for, for him or for her. And that is a kind of nourishment for him or for her. And that moment of being exposed to the collective energy of mindfulness and peace will never be lost. When the child grows up and and uh, and, and get into the turbulent world, or that the seat of mindfulness and peace are still in him or in her. And maybe she or he will recognize it uh, one day as something that uh, can be very nourishing and healing.
So there are individual action, or individual karma, and collective action. And that action can be negative or positive. And uh, it's like the cloud. The cloud uh, combined with uh, the wind and the weather produce many things. So we also do like that. Uh, together with other living beings, uh, we can produce a collective karma. And uh, that, uh, that also bear our signature and the signature of other people. And one day, that will be a collective um, uh, fruit, karma fruit. And we inherit from that. So looking at the uh, that circle, in in the beginning, we might think that this is the present moment. And this uh, section may represent the past. Uh, this section, again, may represent the future. But it does not work uh, uh, if we, uh, if we uh, draw like that, we think like that. Because if we draw time in a straight line, as a straight line, and you can see that the past can only be the past. And the future can only be the future, right? But when we draw time as a circle, it is impossible for us to distinguish the past from the future. Because here, although we say that uh, everything you do has come to the past, but in this past, so-called past. They are concocting, they are maturating, they are changing, they are acting in order to build our future. So the present uh, produced the past, and the past produced the future. The future pre- produced the present, and so on. So we can say we can say that every every moment, every second, every millisecond contains and the present and the past and the future, and that is why we talk about uh, the nature of interbeing of the three times. In the present, we can detect the presence of the past and the future. And in the past, we can detect the the presence of the present and the future.
Now we go back to the subject of freedom. How free are we in order to build our future or to change our past? And which kind of instrument that we can build our freedom? Freedom is to build, to be built. Freedom is not something people give to us. So when you breathe in and uh, you are possessed by your fear, your anger, your sorrow, your anxiety, you don't have much freedom in your in-breath. And you breathe like a machine. like a machine. And many of us do like that. And we we walk, we also walk like a machine. And we eat like a machine. We are not free. And that is why freedom begins with our mindfulness practice. You are breathing in and out, and you do not know that you are breathing in, in and out. Suddenly, Someone tell you, you are breathing in, you are breathing now, you know, you are alive. Because someone who is already dead does not breathe in and out anymore. And you realize that uh, that's true, I am breathing in, I am breathing out, I am alive, still alive. And you might like to be initiated into the practice of mindful breathing. And you're breathing in, you focus all your attention on your in-breath. Ah, I'm breathing in. It's wonderful, I'm alive. And you can enjoy breathing in also. And that you have got some freedom. Because why you focus your attention on your in-breath and enjoy your breathing in and out and feel alive. You are free from the sorrow from the, and, uh, and uh, regret concerning the past. You are free from anxiety and the fear concerning the future. You get some freedom in your in-breath. And the scientists may have a kind of instrument in order to, to measure the degree of freedom in your in-breath. But you don't need the scientists. You know, you know how free your in-breath is. If you are focused entirely on your in-breath, if you enjoy breathing in, if you are capable of realizing that you can get in touch with the, with the springtime, with the sunshine, with all the wonders, you know that you have freedom. So freedom is to be cultivated by the practitioner. 
and that can be done in the here and the now. That can be done in the present. So only in the present moment that you can do that, cultivating freedom. And when you walk, you can walk in such a way that you can touch all the wonders of life that are available in the here and the now. You can walk in such a way that the kingdom of God, the pure land of Buddha, is available in the here and the now. And the present moment allows you a chance to do so. And that is the practice of mindfulness. The practice of mindfulness helps you to be anchored in the present moment. That you know what is going on in the here and the now. That can get you, that can help you to get the insight that you are alive. That so many wonders of life are available for your for your nourishment and healing. That is the insight. That you can build a beautiful past. If you do not have a beautiful past, now, the present moment, allow yourself to have a chance to build a beautiful past. Because any beautiful thing you can produce in the present moment will become the past. And you have a beautiful past. And that beautiful past will become your beautiful future. Because it, they will not be lost. So that is mindfulness.